Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Welcome to another brand new edition of Embrace Debate here on the Fans uh, the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, powered by the Fans First Sports Network. You can get, catch us on all major pl- uh, podcast platforms. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined every week by Cody Lashley from the Carolina Cat Chronicles and our boy Monty Fetty from the Four Man Rush. Debate style format, Panther centric format. You can participate in the debate, just like Panther Pickle C3 here, uh, by just commenting underneath the YouTube video or Facebook watch video. It'll appear live here, just like our guy Dexter Henderson just did. And uh, you can actually ask the panel a question, uh, start a debate topic. This is completely interactive. So you're able to do this every Thursday morning at 10.30 a.m. here on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, powered by the Fans First Sports Network. Um, before we get into <laughs> before we get into the uh, topics for today, um, Monty, you wanted to address uh, situation that our guy Cody got into yesterday with the, uh, the <laughs> <Matt> Corral, uh, <laughs> from the Carolina Panthers. Want to uh, want to kind of frame this for everybody who might not have been on Twitter and saw what happened yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Cody. Yeah, well, tell the story, Monty. Well, 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 you see, you see me, see me and my brother Cody here. We've been going at, at it about Bryce Young and Matt Corral for over a year. So you know, we've been we've been setting this stage here for for quite some time now. And <laughs> uh, what was it over? It was over a year ago, wasn't it, Cody? That um that that my guy had posted that um Matt Corral it would is a better prospect than Bryce Young. I tried to warn him before oh, he stepped out there. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I try to you know, Des. I try to warn him. I try to stop. I try to stop Cody from himself. You know, and um you know it just he wouldn't listen to the kid. And um here we are a year later. Matt Corral is, is, you know, has bite or the story is written on Matt Corral, and you know, Bryce Young is, is our franchise quarterback. So, you know, something I saw too that's wild. Well, maybe it's not so wild. All the players that got cut from the Panthers yesterday have yet to be picked up off of yeah, work, which basically is a, a huge uh, red flag on the previous regime and their. Uh, they're, yeah. they're drafting. Um, they, well, like, PJ Walker keeps getting the job because I think PJ Walker just got picked up. So that's. But didn't yeah, Keith Taylor didn't Bears, didn't, Keith, didn't Keith Taylor just get picked up? He might have. I mean, this was what I was seeing as I went to bed last night. So there might be some that got picked up this morning uh, as we come on the air. I'm sure. I'm sure some of them will, uh, and some of them are gonna probably be back with the Panthers. I would imagine Frank Wright pretty much said yeah. as much uh, in his press conference the other day that you know some of these guys are gonna be back. So I would imagine yeah. we'll see some of them. And hell, Matt Corral might end up being practice squad quarterback here well uh, i mean hey man let me answer for my sins okay yeah, yeah so <laughs> first so, so f- first of all that was a different time like monty alluded to uh number one at that time i thought we were Boy. giving up three first round picks and i was like whoa we were picking number nine i you know that was a, a little bit of a bridge too far for me and then uh yeah sometimes i like to be spicy on twitter man what up <laughs> hey look you know what my followers 
are up more than they were before. So you hey, your boy is up, man. I'm really See, it was, we, I knew it was a, a, a plan uh, issued by Cody this whole time. I knew that he was going <laughs> to get exposed. He knew that the he was going to gain. Yeah, we knew he was going to gain 100 followers over this. So he, he knew what he was going to I'm <laughs> diabolical, bro. Get off. <laughs> Rare Gamer 99 says, according to the professor, Matt Corral is going to the Patriots. That would actually be a pretty good fit. I would That's think, where a lot of people are saying that he should go because they only yeah. have one quarterback. All they have is yeah. Matt Jones on their roster. Yeah, they let Zappy go. Or, or did they put him in the practice squad? I know they cut no, him. They, they, yeah, they, just, they cut him. I know that. I don't know if they put him on the practice squad or not. Patriots are Patriots are interesting. Uh, they haven't had a winning season since Brady left, if I'm not mistaken. So just a lot in flux uh, over there. But, of yeah. course, you all know Embrace Debate is all Carolina Panthers every Thursday, 1030 a.m. live uh, debate type uh, show where you can catch it right before your lunchtime. Or if you miss it at 1030, you can catch it at noon when you get to your lunch. And it will already be sitting there for you on uh, the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Or you can catch it on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network's Facebook watch page. Um, guys, let's just get into it. We we're talking about the roster cuts. Most surprising Panthers roster cut uh, from yesterday. Um, Monty, I'll let you go first on this one here. I think Deion Jones probably was the the one that was the biggest shocker for me. Yeah, I thought Deion Jones would have been uh, almost a lot for the roster, uh, or for the 53-man roster. I think he provides great depth at that linebacker position. And we need, you know, we really need, um, you know, depth at the inside linebacker position. So I thought Deion Jones being cut was a, was a huge one for me. Um, I definitely didn't see that one coming. You know, I, out of a lot of the ones I kind of saw coming, like, you know, for instance, what didn't shock me that Keith Taylor got let go didn't shock me that Brandon Smith got let go. But the uh, Deion, Deion uh, Smith was the, I'm sorry, not Deion Smith. Uh, but yeah, that was the one. He was probably the one that, that definitely shocked me the most. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to jump in here, I'm going to say Brandon Smith. I mean, Monty said he's not surprised, but what surprises me at least, you know, I get that whenever there's a new regime, there's new coaches, you know, a lot of those guys, they're not, you know, a lot of the guys that were here under previous set of coaches, they're not necessarily in favor with the new guys. But to me, it was just wild that we let go of someone like Brandon Smith, who had a ton of talent, a ton of potential. You know, when we brought in Deion Jones before that, we were kind of expecting that Brandon Smith would be the guy to kind of step up at that linebacker spot. They bring in Deion Jones, and then not only do they cut Deion Jones, but they cut Brandon Smith as well. That was just kind of wild to me, man. It just seems like they're not interested in developing some of the talent that was here on the roster. Now, I know a, a few other guys made a good name for themselves up, Cruze Hill, Wooten, there were a few guys that have done well. But, I mean, that one was just a weird one to me because I felt like he had a lot of potential, a lot of talent, and he just needed someone to needed someone to coach him up and put him in a position to be successful. And, um, you know, I thought Ejiro Vero would end up being that guy, but apparently not. I, I agree um, with both of those. I'm kind of surprised. The one that stood out to me was um, – I'm trying to find him on this list. Uh, Keith Taylor. Uh, and I think you said that maybe Keith Taylor might have found a home someplace else already. But fourth-round selection, uh, a Matt Rule pick. Uh, although Scott Fitter was here, but it's starting to feel like Scott Fitter only had limited say in what exactly was going on with the roster until Rule was gone. Because now you're starting to see a specific plan kind of coming into place in terms of the type of guys they want. Whereas when Rule was here and running the draft, 
it almost felt like he was looking for guys that would fit his college system that he was trying to implement, which is a bit different than, uh, you know, going after sheer talent. Uh, but yeah, for me, Keith Taylor and Shaw Smith, um, I thought with the injuries to the wide receiver room that Shaw Smith would have a chance to stick around a little bit, um, kind of a speedster. But again, another Matt Rule draft pick um, didn't show enough, I guess, in preseason. I'd imagine yeah. Shaw Smith's going to land someplace. Uh, you can always use a speedy wide receiver uh, in your wide yeah. receiver room. Um, and of course, that question got answered when they signed the kid from Kansas City uh, yesterday, the wide receiver that had a pretty good preseason. Uh, for the Chiefs, so that's probably why Shot Smith had to go. Um, but yeah, Matt Corral was one of those casualties that had to get cut when they brought in the three uh, guys off of waivers. They did. I heard the cornerback that they brought in from San Francisco is pretty good. Um, Keith Wilkes spoke really highly of him back in August, so that's that's a good uh, good sign there um, for the cornerback they brought in. Uh, what's the strongest position group heading into Week One, in your opinion, guys? Uh, Cody, we'll start off with you on that one. Yeah, for me, I'm actually at this point, you know, as much as it might seem kind of crazy, I'm going to say offensive line. Uh, this is the first year that I really do feel like we've had depth on the offensive line. Um, thank God uh, some of the names amongst the cuts were Michael Jordan and Cam Irving. I wasn't hey. going to put them on, on front street. But <laughs> hey, I, I, I will, I'll do it for you, Desmond. Hey, happy you were here. But don't let the door hit you on the bottom on the way out, bro. That's all I got. On the one hand, I'm like, you know, they're human. They just lost a job. You know, I got to have some compassion for them. But on the other hand, I'm like, yo, y'all was trying to get the quarterback killed. (laughs) Yeah, we got a brand new quarterback. (laughs) Yeah, we we got a brand new quarterback. He's every bit of 5'10, 200 pounds. I think let's not have Michael Jordan blocking (laughs) for him. But everybody's kind of overreacting to the offensive line, I feel like. Um, you know, I, I understand we've had some bad performances. I do want to see them get into the season, but I feel like we have good depth, you know, with uh you know Nash Jensen. Uh we have um uh the uh the guy that we got from um uh Tennessee was Cade Mays, who a lot mm-hmm. of people are excited about, you know, Chandler Zavala, who looks like he's gonna be the starting right guard. And, you know, we're gonna get Austin Corbett back at some point. They put him on the pup list, so he'll be uh, not available to the first four weeks. But, I mean, I really like what we have on the offensive line right now. And, and that's a good thing, man. You drafted a quarterback number one. You need to have some good offensive line depth. So, right now, um, yeah, I would say that's probably the strength of our team. Monty, what are you thinking right now in terms of looking over the this initial 53-man roster? Uh, what group do you think is the strongest going into week one versus uh, Atlanta on the road? Yeah, it's it's gonna it's hard for me because I think it's kind of honestly it's top between two positions and one y'all y'all are not gonna believe me until I explain it. I I'm gonna say it. I think quarterback is arguably the best, strongest position we have. Where you know the biggest position, you know where our strength is at. I was just talking about the other day. Yeah, yeah. You know, we arguably have the two best quarterbacks in our division. You know, you could say Bryce Young and you know Derek Carr, and then the next option would be you know Andy Dalton, no, Baker no. Mayfield, or um or Ritter. You know, so I, you can argue, you can arguably make the case that we have the two best quarterbacks in our division, and yeah, man, I, I honestly think that Bryce's upside is, you know, it, it can be, you know, one of the on the upper echelon in the league, and you know, and I feel like start, you know, we we've, we've I think we've done a good job to, you know, like Cody just said, you know, I think we've done a good job enough to where we can protect him, and you know, and I, and we've got some, you know, if we're healthy, we got some pieces around him to where, you know, I feel like he can. 
he's shown that he can kind of carry the load a year, you know. So I think you know you can make the strong argument or a strong case for a quarterback. If not quarterback, I'm probably going to say uh, outside linebacker. You know, I think we're stacked at offensive linebacker. Um, you know, you have Brian Burns, you have Justin Houston. You uh, depending on how they play, Marquise Haynes. You know, you have Haynes now. Uh, Louvu is going to get some snaps and looks on outside linebacker as well. You know, um, you know, you're going to have ten coming down playing kind of like a hybrid role of linebacker and and safety. So you know, I think our outside linebacker, or, or you can even say linebacker room in, in total, is probably where our strength is. But I think quarterback, you know, gives a strong argument for it as well. I was going to say linebacker and include uh, the the outside linebackers and the inside linebackers together as a unit. Um, until you mentioned quarterback, and now I'm sitting here thinking about it. I mentioned it on Believe in Panthers yesterday. I'm trying to think of a team or I'm trying to think of more than like three or four teams that have a better quarterback situation in Carolina because yeah, I, I, there's not a lot of backups I'd take before Andy Dalton. Absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah. so having that. And then even when Matt Corral was still here, like as a third string quarterback, I was okay with him being the third string quarterback because a lot of stuff would have had to happen for him to hit the field. And he, he's got potential. We don't know because we hadn't really seen him long enough. He hadn't been on the field long enough for us to know exactly what he might end up becoming, but Bryce Young, would you say Bryce Young's the best starting quarterback in the NFC South going into week one? Uh, he has an argument. Definitely has an argument. And, and it's not even just as a bias, you know, take our bias out of it. There's other people that have nothing to do with the Panthers that that agree that Bryce Young has the potential to be the best quarterback in our division. So um, it, it's, there's a strong argument for it, man. And then, Yeah, I, uh, I would say that long, long term, yes, it's definitely us. If you're not a Panther fan, I can understand why someone might say Derek Carr you know, because he has had a you know success in the NFL, but yeah, I mean, t- to me, it's definitely between Bryce and Derek Carr, and yeah, my my homer is going to put Bryce over the edge on that one. But then, uh, if I'm looking at just overall position groups, um, I got to go linebackers. Our starting linebacker in core is going to be Brian Burns, Justin Houston, Shaq Thompson, Frankie Luvu. Like yeah. that's. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like that, you can't get much better than that. Like that's, I think that's going to be the anchor of the team. To be honest, like that's going to determine how well we play. Is going to be the play of that out that linebacking core. And then you got Jeremy Chin that can kind of drop in there, drop back out, kind of Polamalu type of role. I think they're going to be the yeah. backbone of the team. Um, and they, they've got a little bit of depth there. I'm a little worried about the depth of the defensive line. I think they only have like three or four guys <laughs> that are on there right now. Uh, when they cut McCall early. Uh, from what it sounded like, it sounded like he wasn't doing what the coaches were asking him to do, and that's a problem when it's uh, when you're trying to make a team. <laughs> like you kind of want to do what the coaches tell you to do. If you're out there yeah. freelancing it and doing it yourself, they're going eventually they're going to catch you and going to send you on your way. And that sounds like what happened with uh, Marquand McCall. So uh, I'd imagine in the next day or so they might pick up another defensive tackle or or end or something just to get some depth at that position. Now that there's some guys floating out there from cuts, so. We'll kind of see what they do regarding that. Having said that, what's the weakest position group uh, going into week one versus Atlanta? Uh, Monty, I'll let you go first on that one. Weakest, um, in my opinion, bro, it's got to be running back. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I love the signing that we made with Miles Sanders, but and, and I and you can make this argument, you know, because I hate the argument that oh if your top guy goes down then the, then your room looks bad because you can make that argument for a lot of different positions in the NFL you know for a lot of different teams i just feel like the fat, the big drop off from Miles Sanders to Tuba Hubbard 
is significant. You know, I, I know people don't think it is, and I know too the people we have a lot of true truthers in our fan base. Um, I don't, I don't see the you know the talent or that that gap that or, or people the lack of gap. Let me say that you know because people say there's not a big gap between Chuba and, and Miles Sanders, and I think that's crazy. I think outside of Miles Sanders, we have a very below average running back room. Um, you know, I. I, you know, everybody knows I've been, you know, on record saying go get another running back and you can go get a top shelf running back, go get him. But yeah, man, I, I think that's definitely our weakest room right now. Were you one of the ones that thought that they should have made a push for Jonathan Taylor? Because it's the Colts. He was one of the loudest. What you mean? Hey, hey, they hey, want, hey, he won't hey, like Cody, the world though. Like, Cody, I, you, you, when you're loud, brother, people, people notice now. So I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no doubt, no doubt. I was still um, right about Jonathan Taylor though. <laughs> so what's up, Cody? What you got for weakest position group going into week one? Yeah, you kind of already alluded to it, Desmond. I'm saying that defensive interior depth, and to me, the reason why that's um, you know, the one that I want to key in on because so much of your success on the defensive line is your rotation. Like they're not going to have Shia Tuttle and Derek Brown in on every on every set of plays on every down. Like that's right. just not gonna happen. You're gonna have to rotate fresh guys into that defensive line formation to be able to get some pressure. And none of those names really behind Derek Brown and and Shy Tuttle on that interior, uh, you know, really give a lot of confidence when you look at them. Uh, to me, that's something that, you know, I know after we cut Marquand McCall, everybody was you know kind of freaking out. Like, man, that was the guy that we were expecting to really be an important part of the rotation, um, and they just really decided that, um, you know, either he wasn't listening or whatever. And they wanted to go with some of the other guys, maybe that they had brought in through free agency. Um, so it, you know, I'm not panicked about it, but to me, it is a concern that that is, you know, it's going to be important to have a nasty rotation. And I feel like we have two guys that we can depend on, and the rest is just kind of, eh, we really don't even know what we yeah. have yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <man. laughs> I'm I'm worried. I think the the linebacking core, like I said before, might be able to help with that a little bit. But yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned there. Derek Brown, it's crazy because Derek Brown's actually had a decent career since he's gotten here. But I feel like this is the year that he can actually move into that upper echelon of defensive tackles in the league. Because I mean, the, my man was a top ten draft pick, top five, six draft pick, if I'm not mistaken, right? When we draft, when did we draft Derek Brown? It was number seven, I think. Yeah, I think it was number. Yeah, it was number yeah. seven because right. Justin okay. Herbert went number yeah. six. Yeah, top ten. So he was a top ten pick at defensive tackle, yeah. and uh, I, at top ten, I'm kind of like expecting more of a disruptor in the in the in the backfield, uh, more so. Uh, great run stopper, switching to yeah. a three four. So we'll kind of see if that makes him a little bit more comfortable there. Uh, quick bonus question before we get to the last question of the day from Rare Gamer ninety nine. Let's rule out Bryce and Derek for a second. Which team has the better pieces, Saints or Panthers? Mm. I'm going to say Saints right now. Definitely Saints. I think they have the better offensive pieces. Um, defensively, they you know they can make an argument for the best defense in our division. I probably like I said put um, take Vice out. I'm probably still going to lean towards Panthers because I think we have a younger defense. But yeah, I mean I I think if we're taking quarterback away, the Saints have a better all around team than we do. Yeah, I mean listen, I would probably say the Saints. 
I mean, Chris Olave had a great rookie season last year, and uh, they got Slant Man coming back, and Michael Thomas, and you know, I, my, my, my brother is a diehard Saints fan, so I know he's excited about that. Um, you know, and, dude, they got Jimmy Graham back. Like, uh, are we in uh, 2014? Yeah, yeah like, are, are we in 2014 right now? Like, bro, what's going on? Um, <laughs> but uh, apparently he's looked good throughout training camp as well. I was so, going to say that. I miss mean, the reports are he looks good, though, man. Yeah, but man. You know, but you know what? what? The thing I learned this year, everybody looks good in training camp. Like, everybody. Maybe not everybody. Unless you're Cam, uh, you know, Cam Irving or Michael Jordan. But, yeah, everybody else. I agree. Yeah, but, yeah. And, and I, maybe if I, you're I, Kim McCormick, if we're going to keep it a buck. And then oh, oh, my God. I mean, hey, bro. Cody, if we're keep it a buck. I will say this, though, in regards to Saints and Panthers in terms of their, their talent. On paper, yes, the Saints. But in the past two plus years, a lot of those players haven't been on the field due to injury or whatever. Yeah. Or the Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, uh, they've yeah. had injuries up and down that roster, and now they're older. Yeah. Uh, they're the oldest yeah. team in the division. So Kamara I don't. I try not to get caught up in the whole like, yeah, you know, he's suspended. So I try not to get caught up in the whole the name on the back of the jersey. But to me, that's like a Madden way of kind of trying to figure out if a team's gonna be good or not, just because DeAndre Hopkins was good three years ago it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be good week one now like I, we need to see what they're going to be so i'm not sold on the saints completely plus again uh dennis allen has a losing record as a head coach <laughs> and Derek Carr was a quarterback for a lot of that so i don't i don't know it just i don't know if the saints are going to necessarily be it in terms of our biggest challenge we swept them last year matter of fact willie smith reminded us here so and that was with a team that we had that where we were trying to lose, it felt like at some points of the season. So, and we swept the Saints despite that. every team in the division felt like they were trying to lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those years. Um, let's get to the final question of the morning Who is your surprise NFL team for 2023? Meaning, there's always a team that comes out of nowhere that nobody picked to do anything really that rattles off double-digit wins, gets into the playoffs, maybe even goes on a deep run, and it kind of sets them up going forward. Excluding us, because that's an easy answer, who would be the surprise team for you, NFC or AFC, uh, for 2023 as we head into week one? Um, Cody, I'll let you go first now. So this might be a little bit surprising because they're a Blue Blood franchise, but I'm going to say the Green Bay Packers, man. And I, I think when you, you know, it's reasonable – to think that, well, you're losing uh, a multiple-time MVP in Aaron Rodgers, and you think that, well, that team is not going to be the same. But uh, I kind of have high hopes for Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love is really going to surprise people. I mean, Zach Wilson is already looking better for the Jets just after a, you know, a couple months under Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love has been under him for three years now, and uh, you know I'm excited to see what he's able to do. Uh, a lot of people are kind of penciling in the Lions and the Bears in that NFC North, but they haven't proven anything, man. Like, they're always the darling before the year starts, and then they never end up doing anything with it. So I think they have some good pieces. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say the Green Bay Packers. That's a pretty good – and, uh, yet again, I've been hearing Jordan Love's having a good preseason. He had a good training yeah. camp. Looks pretty good. So, I mean, and I, in my mind, I'm like, well, he should. He sat behind Aaron Rodgers for four years. He watched how the man yeah. makes He watched how he throws. <laughs> like, he, he should and be able they to have a young, they have a young receiver 
whose name escapes me right now, but uh, he was he looked great last year, and they're looking for him to be that number one kind of guy uh, this year as well. So yeah, I think the the Green Bay Packers might be able to to surprise some people. Uh, Monty, your surprise team for uh, for twenty twenty three, excluding the Panthers. Yeah, I was gonna say excluding us. Um, it's hard to pick a team in the AFC because you know they have to go through that gauntlet of quarterbacks uh, in that division, yeah. that conference there. But I'm gonna pick another blue blood team, you know, because um, and I and I've been record on record for liking this quarterback, you know, when he was being drafted. I'm gonna go to say the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, you know, I think Steelers definitely they can, you know, that division. If if Lamar's not healthy, you know, I feel like they they. That division could be wide open, man. Uh, you know, I, I like the pieces that they have. Um, you know, I, I think George Pickens is is a dog, you know, in every bit of definition of dog there. You know, I think Pickens, uh, you know, Pickens is going to take the next step. I really like Harris. You know, Najee Harris is going to be a stud at running back. So, I, you know, I love the pieces that they have offensively. You know, then you get T.J. Watt back. You know, he's healthy. So, you know, you're going to get, uh, you know, arguably one of the best players defensively in the league coming back, you know, and then they have Highsmith there as well. The Steelers are, are, are you know, then I can never, you know, bank against Tomlin. You know, they got one of the best coaches in the league now. So it's, it's hard to bank against, Tom, uh, you know, just the Steelers in general. Again, it's hard to pick a quarterback or a team in the AFC in general, but I probably would lean the Steelers as my sneaky team or, you know, sneaky good team this year. I'm trying to think. I'm kind of leaning towards Washington for some reason. The commanders or football team or whatever they're going to be going as this year. Um, (laughs) Although I heard there's a push to try to get the name Redskins back. I don't know how far that'll be able to go. But um, growing up here in North Carolina, before the Panthers, it was Redskin country. Like the one o'clock game was Washington. The four o'clock game was Dallas. So like literally this whole part of the eastern seaboard got Washington games pretty much. and mm-hmm. we were there in the 80s, early 90s for the, the three rings and everything else. And I was a Redskin fan uh, until the early 90s and uh, switched to Dallas because I loved Emmett Smith and watched them grow into a dynasty. And then finally got my home team in 95 and haven't looked back. So I have a soft spot in my heart for Washington and Dallas. Dallas is coming off two 12-win seasons, so it wouldn't be a surprise if they you know do something. But Washington in that division – I feel like they should be getting more love than they are. I think the Giants are kind of stealing some of that shine because of what the Giants did last year. But the Giants won a lot of close games uh, that they probably shouldn't have. And a lot of times that comes back to the mean the next year where you end up losing a lot of those games you shouldn't have. Yeah. Uh, so Washington, I like Sam Howell, of course. Everybody knows Sam Howell from this area, former uh, Carolina quarterback. Uh, they've got some pieces on defense. And they got Riverboat Ron. I just I don't like betting against Ron Rivera. Like I I love that man to death. Like he he's one of my favorite coaches. Like in terms of just what you want in an NFL coach. Like how to handle media, how to handle players of all kinds. And I feel like he's gonna be able to do that in Washington. Although I will say he's had some slip ups this um, <laughs> this preseason with the media in terms of saying stuff about the team that probably should have stayed behind the scenes. And it wasn't very Ron Rivera like um, him revealing some of the stuff that was going on. In terms of, uh, I think it was the whole Eric Bieniemy. Some of the players are complaining that he was working them too hard or something, and Ron let that slip to the media. Uh, yeah, they probably should have just handled that closed doors. But other than that, I think Washington can be one. And the AFC, it's weird to say it, but New England. No one's talking about New England, and I, I, obviously so. Like, there's not a whole lot to talk about, but. 
is this the year that Bill Belichick proves it, it was more than just Tom Brady for the 20 years in, in New England or whatever? Because so far, it, it looks like it was Tom Brady. <laughs> it looks like it was, <laughs> if you didn't have him, then none of this happens. And yeah. we've always thought they were on equal playing fields, you know, yeah. and this is kind of a prove it year for Bill. It feels like he's just hanging around to get to get past Don Shula's win record, um, which yeah. he's I don't know if it's this year where he can get it or the following year, but he's he's really close to it. It's like over 400 wins or something like that. So uh, I think that's why he's still sticking around. But those would be mine. Anything else uh, from you guys before we get out of here for the for the morning? Somebody mentioned the Steelers here, King Rock. Hey, uh, your boy, uh, Mike Tomlin, never bet against Mike Tomlin. Like, they're going yeah, yeah, to win yeah, yeah. Ever. at least nine games they're gonna win them just they're gonna be if ugly. i had to pick any head coach like if i had to pick a coach from any existing head coach right now obviously that's not frank right yeah i'm picking mike tomlin all day mm-hmm. oh yeah. they were. maybe it's, the steelers if the steelers are set to again if mar jackson doesn't come out in ball which i think he will you know like i'm a yeah, big he's, fan, he better so, so yeah so i think i think baltimore takes that division but if not, bro, the Steelers are, are going to be scary. You know, they're going to they, – they have the defensive pieces, or, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. If Pickett takes that next step with George Pickens, bro, we're we're talking about a complete different AFC now because, you know, the Steelers, especially in December, Tomlin top, top, in December is one of the scariest teams in the NFL historically. You know, if, if you just look over the history over the last decade, you do not want to play Steelers in December. So – that is not a team I want to play, man. Uh, New England, I, I'll say this: New England is right now arguably the fourth best team in that division. So you know they they got a long way to go before they you know before they crawl back into into grace. But they got the court, the head coach to do it. You know, so I mean, that's, those are going to be those are two good teams I think in the AFC that you know that could scare a lot of teams this year. And they it's draft crazy. so well, man. Yeah, man. every it, every, it, year, every year, yeah, every they year they're around. finding gems in the later round. Like now they picked up this dude Nick Herbig. Who had an incredible preseason at outside linebacker? Uh, they already drafted the guy out of UNC Charlotte uh, a few years back, who had like 15 sacks last year. The Steelers that there's a reason why they're a perennial contender. They have great front office, great coaches, and yeah. they know how to scout. Yeah, yeah, they they have a uh, great program, and honestly, that was what. Um... David Tepper, he was a minority owner of the Steelers. He he was basically saying he wanted to kind of model the Panthers after what he saw in Pittsburgh in terms of yeah. longevity at the head coach and position. And they had three head coaches in like 60 years or something nuts like that. So yeah. I, uh, I did want to ask y'all this. Do y'all think the Jaguars are a surprise team? Or are they kind of now like a foregone conclusion to win that AFC South? Yeah, I don't think they're don't- surprised. Uh yeah, I think they should win that thing. Look at the rest of the AFC South. Like I don't know what Tennessee yeah. is and Indy and uh, Houston just picked in the top three picks of the draft. Like, yeah, okay. yeah. But it's, you know, I, it's I, think crazy. I think they're one of the division. I do think they're, they're on the cusp of being one of the, you know, better teams in the AFC. So yeah. I, mean, it, I think it really just depends on how you look at it. The Jags aren't there yet, but you know, if Ridley comes back and, and he's anything close to what he was before he left and then Trevor Lawrence, takes the next step yeah you you can make that that argument that the jags are not only not a sneaky team you know they're one of the top four teams in the afc you know the jags are, are going to be scary too man I, let me ask you this a fantasy team bro i'm pumped <laughs> oh dude. let me ask you let me ask you this real quick before we get out of here who would you rather take right now week one trevor lawrence or justin herbert 
Trevor Lawrence. Oh, why'd you do this to me? Dad? Hey, I'm glad Dad, I'm so glad you asked this question. I mean, I'm just saying, like, because Justin Trevor Herbert Lawrence, feels like he's it feels like Justin Herbert is stealing the shine deserved for or they're supposed to have went to Trevor Lawrence. It. You know what I mean? Like everyone's all high on Justin Herbert, even though the Chargers haven't had the same success postseason wise as the, had the past 12 months. So Trevor Lawrence was highly regarded coming out of college. I mean, he was the dude coming out of college, number one overall pick. But we don't really talk about him when we talk about AFC quarterbacks. You know, he's like the sixth or seventh or eighth quarterback you land on when you're rattling off the best quarterbacks in the AFC. So my question is, would you take Justin Herbert or would you take Trevor Lawrence for oh, next week? Right now, yeah, would you? Hey, that's what we do here. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, no one's dunking on. Look, I'm, I'm a Clemson fan, bro. No one's dunking on me like. Trevor, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm picking Trevor because he's always been that dude. But I'll just say this, man. There's been so much slander toward Justin Herbert. Oh, you know, it's oh. like the dude, bro. I, I don't even want to hear it, bro. That dude. Been dude no if, you, if you were gonna build a quarterback in a laboratory, you would make them six foot six, two hundred and forty pounds, with a cannon for an arm, who's deadly accurate. That's Justin Herbert, man. People take that playoff loss from the Chargers against the Jaguars and say, oh, that it was all on Justin. Bro, the team wins and loses. Like, it's not all on him. Dude, those, those two guys, they're going to be in the conversation of top five quarterbacks year in and year out. And, by the way, I know I'm long-winded, but look out for Kellen, uh, uh, Kellen Moore, I believe, the new offensive coordinator yeah. that mm-hmm. went to Dallas to uh, uh, Los Angeles. Good. Yeah. They're, they're they're gonna revamp that offense to show off Justin Herbert's actual traits. So yeah, man, come on. All I'm yeah. gonna say, and, and we can we can end it here. Lamar Jackson doesn't get the same grace that Justin Herbert's get, and, and Justin no. Herbert get, and and that's the issue I have. You know, yeah. besides for, besides the obvious reason, we're not even gonna talk about that there. Besides the obvious reason, Lamar Jackson is a former MVP. And here we are. We have some people saying, well, Lamar Jackson may be overrated. Lamar Jackson may be maybe not as good as what we're and I think that's the craziest argument, especially when we're when we're giving Justin Herbert the grace that we give Justin Herbert. So much he's, a, he's a runner, he's not a thrower. Right. Running back playing quarterback. And that's the corniest argument in the world. And again, <laughs> I know Cody's not making an argument, but it's just, if we're going to make that argument about grace, about how we're, we're how we look at one quarterback versus the other, there's I, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm taking Lamar Jackson over both of them, and 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 that's just me being out and and Cody and I know Cody does not agree with that, but I'm taking Lamar Jackson over both of them. Uh, Lamar so, Jackson's I mean, regular season record is nuts. I, I forgot oh, dude, and, and that's crazy. Like if you put Lamar Jackson in with the offensive pieces that Justin Herbert has had, I'm 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 sorry, bro. I, but I, why I, do you? But why do you? Uh, you know, you, you drag Justin Herbert over hot coals for not being good in big moments. What has Lamar Jackson ever done in the playoffs? If mm. he's even if he's even healthy, well, Lamar Jackson even healthy. Mike Williams as receivers, or my or Eckler as a running back. I mean, so if we're going to go, if we're making that argument, we're not comparing apples to apples. We the best receiver uh, Lamar Jackson had is Hollywood Brown, bro. Like, yeah, not, but you just not, said that he had all those wins during the regular season. How yeah, come he it doesn't translate? He carried Baltimore to all those wins offensively. All right, but he's not carrying them in the playoffs. 
Meanwhile, oh, meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, Pat Mahomes is out here throwing to Sky Moore or whatever in the Super Bowl and, and winning. Uh, yeah, wins. So, man. <laughs> it's just levels to all this stuff. We got we got to get out of here. Uh, you guys are in luck, Panther fans, because you can just mosey on over to the Panthers YouTube channel right now and watch uh, General Manager Scott Fitter, uh, who is live right now, and just said they plan on bringing back Matt Corral to the practice squad if he clears waivers today. Here so go. Go, check out, uh, go check out Fitty over on the Panthers YouTube channel. He's live right now in his press conference uh, for today. Uh, for Cody and Monty, I'm Des. We'll be back next Thursday, 10.30 a.m. live with a brand new edition of Embrace Debate. Keep pounding. Got it.